Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my friend Austin from Iowa. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Jerry. How are you doing? Good. It's good to meet another early bird. Yeah, very, yeah very, no, this, this worked out well. Yeah, it's, it's 8 in the morning my time, 7 o'clock your time, so this is great. Great way to start the day. So anyway, we'll start off with uh, how you became a fan and how long you've been a fan. Yeah, so um, I became a fan um, in 2011. I'm a I'm late to the party, I know. Um, so, you know, before that, you know, my dad introduced me to 80s hair metal, everyone from Rat to White Snake to Dawkin, you know, you, you name it. Oh, hair bands. Yeah. And, well, technically, my first show was I was in fourth grade. I saw the American Idiot Tour with Green Day. But didn't really get into music until, you know, middle school with those bands. And it was more of I love the sound you know, like Talk Dirty to Me and, and those types of songs, there was a sound to them. Um, but that was pretty much it. And uh, Bon Jovi was here in Des Moines for the greatest hit slash circle tour. And, you know, I knew of Prayer and Bad Name and, and some of the other big hits. And I, was, my dad asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, you know, I was probably, I could probably touch the top of the arena when you're that far up. And uh, I just remember the lights going down and on that tour, those screens that came together and then John would walk on them throughout the show, et cetera. And it was almost like a trance. Like as soon as Tico's, you know, counted in Lost Highway, I was like just sold. <laughs> and basically after that show, I tried to get my hands on anything I could um, so I can see that that movie poster in the background. Like I bought that DVD. Um and just replayed it over and over again and started to listen to more songs. And, and what was different about Bon Jovi was there was content, there was meaning to the lyrics, and obviously John and Richie's chemistry and, and obviously the band itself. Um, that's what just made me, you know, move towards them. Rather, Not that I don't like oh, yeah. those, other, those other bands, but it was just that was just the difference um, that made me a fan and just as I just you know, grew into it and, and try to start listening to as much as I could. And as we were discussing, I the circle was is special to me just because that was the first what a record. <laughs> what yeah. a, the I, first I, record that I out of all hundred Bon Jovi shirts I yeah. have, two hundred shirts I have, I put on the circle. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. Yeah. I, everything from obviously loves the only rule, Superman tonight, when we were beautiful, we can we can go on and on. But that, and then also the documentary that went with that, the When We Were Beautiful documentary, that was my introduction to the band. Um, and just, again, the depth of songs and then just getting into, again, as many songs as I could. And then, you know, I've, I've been a big fan basically ever since. Yeah. You know, that's a great way to you know start becoming a fan because there's a lot of fans who um, became a fan during the Circle era, or especially the, the 2011 tour. Um, and 2000, you know, I'll always say this, the Circle Tour, the 2011 Tour, which were kind of hand in hand, had the best set list the band has ever done on any tour. Yeah, and we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but especially that, well, I mean, I was going to say that European leg, I mean, those shows were incredible, but also, I mean, just, you know, there were so many shows, but yeah, those set lists were obviously a lot longer than they are now, but it's just, it was different every night and everything yep. from you know any other day to i believe to 
you know, mm-hmm. everything in between. And that was what was so great. I think, you know, not to brag here, but I think I went to a total of 10 shows on that tour, 12, something like that. I think it was 10. Yeah. And uh, like you said, it was always a different show. You know, what I really loved about that tour, and I guess we'll talk about this for a little bit. What I really loved about the 2011, or even the Circle Tour, both tours, was the beginning. You know, the the video screens, you know, when the, the curtains, the screens come down, and then you see the boom, 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 boom. And the I band think that's the coolest intro. Yeah, and then all of a sudden at the end it goes, and then it has the whole band standing there, and then all of a sudden the band starts to play, screens come up, and then John comes flying up the stairs. I mean, I love that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. There's, you know, there was something else I wanted to say, but I forget now. But even the European tour was really. Now I wish I would have went on the European tour. I only did the states. Yeah. But I wish I had done over because overseas shows were in Hyde Park in 2000. Yeah, I and yeah, I listen to that all the time when I work out, or even the Barcelona show or the oh. final show in Lisbon. You know, Australia was was no. I'm thinking of Australia 2013. Yep. But, but they were in Australia in 2010. In yep. Circle. Yeah. And um, and you know just you know there was a couple of bumps along the road on that tour too. A Richie's you know Richie ha- going to rehab. Well, that was about ten days before the Des Moines show. So yeah. I I have yet to see Richie Sambora. Oh man. <laughs> Which you know is well, unfortunate, but. So I saw a few shows with Richie on that tour, and then um, obviously with Phil, both great. But uh, I, I tell you, I remember when it was announced that Richie wasn't going to be at some of the upcoming shows. And I remember, you know, this is before Facebook. Maybe I was on Facebook was just starting out. But I remember MySpace and the backstage with John Major Fan Club on the forums. We were all like worried about, you know, there was rumors circulating. Oh, my gosh, the tour is going to get canceled or the next. And I think I, I had some shows that May because they were doing a few shows in May before going overseas. And this so this was in April when Richie was going to rehab, and everyone was like freaking out. Oh my gosh, the show's gonna get canceled, blah blah blah. And then there was also rumors that they were finding someone else to temporarily play. And there was rumors that Bobby was just gonna take Richie's parts and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know the story, Phil X. So I remember the first show that Phil X did was Jazz Fest. Yeah, New Orleans, it, right? New Orleans, yeah. Yep. And I remember it was also being live streamed because of the festival. It was already planned to be live streamed, not live streamed because Phil, but because it was, it was, they did like tons of live streams on that tour, which was great. But anyway, I remember all the fans, and I remember having one tab open for the live stream, another tab open for the forums, because we were all just kind of communicating about, you know, nervous about this new Phil guy. And, uh, yep. but it was, I mean, Phil just blew, blew me away. It was amazing you know he i mean he he i at that time he knew he was just use it just for 10 shows get on yep. have fun and and so forth you know and phil has said this in interviews now so what was what's interesting is that there was problems with richie before all this so rich so phil kind of knew the parts and was just kind of on standby mode could have gone could have not gone but if something happened to richie on this tour Phil was there to step in, but at this time we didn't know that. You know, we didn't know any of that. So, so that that's kind of a fun fact. Yeah, and we could obviously talk about this for for a really long time. But you know, Phil X, what a story, yeah. and and you know, to basically you know the hired gun, if you will. Yeah. 
but you know, to get a call from John saying, I need you, <laughs> yeah. learn these songs in a certain amount of time. And then obviously now being a member of the band, it's been quite a, quite a journey to watch and to, and to experience. Well, that was the thing. And I think this was, so this was April, 2011. So I think uh, Phil actually got the call and learned a lot of these songs the summer before. So summer, 2010. Oh, and so I had to learn these songs, but there was, and he obviously got paid to do that, but there was a stipulation if he may not end up going. So, so that there tells you that Rich was already having problems. Yeah. Was still on touring, but then obviously he got caught in 2011. But yeah, you know, and then we all, another story, you know, Phil did the 10 shows, Richie came back, and then Richie left permanently in 2013, and Phil's been a member since. Well, and that was the other thing. So, but because when they came to Des Moines in 2013, you know, I think it wasn't the, the Cleveland show, but it was one of the other shows after that. Des Moines was like the next week, and Richie didn't show in between that time. Yeah. So again, was, I, was I was anticipating Richie. And, oh, and then, I'll, you know, so maybe but, you're the bad luck charm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but, you know, it's 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 OK. It's OK. Yeah. But, you know, it feel adds a really um, good energy to the band. You know, I think uh, I, I think the band needed a new refreshment. It needed a new sound and a new era of the band you know i always loved what richie was in the band and i always love what phil is in the band now the two different eras of the band and i appreciate uh both but i want to go back to the 2011 tour because there's so many incredible moments so not only that happened with richie but also john um hurt his leg so if, oh yep yep rewind a little bit to the circle tour in 2010 uh it was at one of the new Netherlands shows and John had torn, I don't remember the name of the ligament muscle, but he torn it during Glad All Over and um, still did, uh, I think they went right into prayer because it hurt so bad. But um, but it, it, everything seemed to be okay then. And then fast forward to, oh, what which show was it? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Helsinki. Uh, yeah. In 2011. And during Love is the Only Role and really tore it. And then luckily, I, I think it was right before the Dublin shows. I remember they had like a week off. Yeah, because he went to the, he, I think he got surgery in Dublin. Like, Yeah, okay. And uh, I remember all of us, we were like worried. The, show, the, old, the next upcoming shows were going to get canceled. Yeah. I wasn't too worried about it because they were all overseas shows. Like, I'm not doing any overseas shows. But I felt so bad for all my overseas friends. Mm -hmm. everyone to see him but uh yeah everyone was oh my gosh if richie didn't make the show get canceled this is going to cancel the shows and because there was rumors you know and people were you know doctors and are googling and uh, they're like oh you have to rest for six months after this surgery and stuff and john so you know john wore the brace and still yeah you know, what was cool was wearing him doing the cane yeah i was just gonna say yeah <laughs> those shows and i remember which show but during keep the faith instead of the maracas he used the the cane yeah short on the on the, the showman for you <laughs> yeah but that was a that was really a a great tour and, I remember, and obviously everyone was really excited to see richie come back for the uh, overseas shows yeah and uh, yeah it was a great yeah i would say hyde park of barcelona was probably the best shows of, of that tour yeah the shows that i i mean i did quite a few 
Um, but I would say my favorite show than that was Pittsburgh okay. in February of 2011 because the only time they ever did it live, uh, this is love, this is life. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I've seen that on you. I've seen that on YouTube, so I, I know. Yep. The only time they have ever done that song live, it was in Pittsburgh. So that was wow. pretty cool. And they opened up with Just Order. Yeah. And that was a great, you know, going back to, you know, the different set lists and different openers. That's what I loved was this is the anticipation of the show just about to start. You don't know what song, you know, unfortunately, with the last two tours, it's been kind of predictable yep. what the next song is going to be. And obviously fans like you and me, we know John's, you know, if it's Take Me to the Sea, it's Bad Name. If it's let's blow the roof off this joint, it's it's my life, and then if it's two, three, four, we know it's born to be, you know, and doctor in the house, I can go on. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so what's you know, let's take it to our next topic. Uh, we wanted to talk about this house is not for sale tour, and yeah. the Wembley shows. But so, uh, yeah, the just, album itself. Um, you know, and I think John and maybe some of the other members describe it as a comeback album. You know, just like for I think for the uh, new era of not like they were gone, but just like the new yeah. era of the band. You know, we had Burn yeah. Bridge, but that was just like a compilation fulfillment. Yeah, like songs you know? in a in a paper bag and and yeah. all that. But because obviously you and I both know, and everyone probably listening, that period between the end of uh, because we can tour to this house it was it was pretty pretty dark pretty just you didn't know what the band was going to do um so the album itself was was important for me just because the songs that i related to and songs like god bless this mess and living with the ghost told us that the band's okay without richie john's okay you know everything's good um but seeing those shows um here stateside was was fantastic and obviously with uh, the rock and roll hall of fame induction and getting the band back together for that and i love the song when we were us i i adore that song i want to back up just real quick yeah so let's start with the beginning of this house and then we'll get to that obviously yeah but um when it was so like you said after the what about now tour nobody after those australia shows nobody knew what was happening and then the whole burning bridges um came out and then learned about the contract film and they're like okay if they're done with this record company is john gonna even bother to continue and then it was shortly after that it was at a runaway trip i believe and he had mentioned that he was starting to write a new album and that phil was going to be the guitarist and, and and so forth so that was i would like to say summer of 2015 it was shortly after Burgess was out because everyone was in question of what was happening with the band yeah and i think i saw a video of that and i because i thought he said something like the album's called this house is not for sale and i'm not going to play it because of cameras and videos and i i thought to myself what a what a goofy sounding title like what does that mean you know and then lo and behold it's you know an awesome that represents where the band is and where they're going so it made sense when we heard it but uh, at, at that time i was just like yeah what is that? <laughs> yeah, that, that? I didn't understand that either because uh, I remember there was, he was also selling one of his apartments back then. Oh. Too. I mean, that was <laughs> that joke. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, thought it, I thought it was a great album. And what was so, what, what's funny about it, the, the best songs on that album were actually 
I don't want to say outtakes, but they were, but they were bonus tracks on certain editions. You know, I would drive you home, cover me in. Um, I would um, good night New York when we were us. Well, when we were us, Walls was later recorded after the fact. After the album yep. was already out for 2018 tour. Um, which one am I forget? I'll drive you home, color me in, good night New York, and uh, there's a oh, touch of gray. That's it. Touch of gray. And I, I think those are the best songs on the album, along with uh, Real Love and Roller Coaster. Yeah, I do. Real Love is just so, you know, it's just a classic, just, you know, Bon Jovi love song, if you will, I think. It's just so pure. And you know what song had to grow on me? And I don't know if you ever have one of those, you ever have one of those songs that you don't really like when you first get the album, and then you see it live, yep. and you're like, a, it grows on you, or B, you still don't care for it, but then later on you love the song. That's what happened for me with Knockout. I I, can, I, I did not see the appeal with Knockout, especially the beginning of the tour. And after the tour was over, I was like, you know what? I really love Knockout now. And yeah. I put on the workouts. I, I, I love it. And I was hoping yep. that we'd see that again on this tour. No. You know, it's funny because yep. I saw Knockout live like 10 times, and I never enjoyed it live. But now I wish I had, you know? Well, so. that's the same with, uh, for me, that's the same with Story of Love. And when I first heard it, I was just like, eh, you know. But then it started to make more sense as the concept of the 2020 album became a thing. And then, you know, just knowing how much John liked it and just listening to it more and more. Um, yeah. And like you've talked about before, and not to jump to the last tour, but I was surprised it wasn't played more. But that's definitely a song that's grown on me. Yeah. Um, with what you're referring to, not not to brag, but I got to see that in you were the, <laughs> yeah. in Milwaukee, I, right? What's that? Was it Milwaukee, right? That show or uh, it was Raleigh? Yeah. 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 And uh, the only time that it got played live, I think I did see it on the Runaway Trip last June. Oh, okay. I yeah, I think he did it. I think he did that and um, um, do what you can. An American Reckoning of the runaway trip last year. But to see the band, and I'll give credit where it's due, Shanks did amazing on that uh, guitar solo, too. Um, so, but let's go, let's jump back to this house is not yep, for sorry. sale. And then I interrupted you earlier about the rock call, so I'll let you continue your. No, your... I, I, I think I speak for everyone because it was, you know, is Richie going to come back? You know, is, is Alec going to be there? What's, what's the dynamic going to be like? You know, and I, I think for the longest time, and I, you know, John and those guys, they don't really care about these accolades and, and all these awards. Yeah. But it, it was nice to to see, you know, as you and you say as well, like my band being recognized in yeah. such a way, yeah. and then to have everyone on stage uh, for those three or four songs, and you know, like I said, when we were us is I think such a great summary yeah. of what maybe John and Richie used to be or what the band used to be. Yeah. Um, it was just a great night. Yeah. And what I really liked about, so, you know, let me back up for, and we'll get into the performance. Um, you know, I remember when they were, it was first announced that they were nominated to, to get inducted. And I remember, I think they were first nominated back in 2003, I think. Yeah. That sounds a long, long time ago, but you know, obviously, yeah, I won't get into it, but they didn't get inducted. But um, 
and then it was it was um in 2017 i think it, it was they were uh nominated so i remember and thank god for the power of social media i remember myself and so many other diehard fans we were tweet, we were voting every day we were creating new accounts to vote for them tweeting you know posting sharing and i mean i was i was posting every it was non-stop you know and uh i was so happy that they had got inducted you know or it was announced that they had won and they were going to be inducted in the class of 2018. so like you said a little bit ago that's when fans were like okay is Richie and Alec going to come back? Is and it was very quick. I because I remember John was on Howard Stern, you know, announcing that he was Howard was going to induct them. And in other interviews, I remember John was very quick to say, "Yeah, Richie and Alec have been invited." And then days later, it was announced that Alec and Richie were both going to be there. And um, and so then the next question was among fans was, "What songs are they going to play?" Because. Uh, and there was also a question too if they were going to perform because you know the kiss refused to perform because yep. they wanted peter and ace to um perform with them and that's not what kiss was then kiss was tommy yeah. and Eric, so they refused to play but i i figured the band would play so the 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 idea was what songs are they going to play because there's so many massive hits that you know, definitely prayer bad name it's my life. Which it's my life. I don't think I played. The only ones I got. What was it? Bad name. Prayer. When we were us. Was it just those three? Maybe it's my life. I don't know. I don't was, think. Yeah, three or four. Yeah, yeah. but uh, um, if 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 it was four songs, it was definitely it's my life. But um, when we were us, I was surprised Scott performed because I thought they would have done one. But what I will say though, was seeing Richie and Alec back on stage. It was nice to see them. Well, Alec wasn't on there. Alec was only on stage for Living on Prayer. But Richie was on stage for all the songs. And it was kind of nice because When We Were Us is about what the band was leading into now. And so it was kind of interesting to see a song that was written and recorded by the current lineup of Bon Jovi, no Richie, but seeing Richie play guitar and sing along to that. You know, when John and Richie both singing on the same mic when we yeah, were Yeah, that was... It was that was cool. It was very special. Yeah. So, in in seeing where Alec, you know, Alec being gone now, you know, you kind of look. You know, I remember watching that rock call a few weeks ago, and just tears in my eyes, thinking, "Oh my God, this is the last time Alec was with the band." And, yeah. You know, see, back then, you know, he was going. You know, he. I remember him carrying a pouch and oxygen, and and he was on a, you know, leaning up against the you know, playing them on prayer. Um, but yeah, you know, like you, you, like we both kind of said, it was just nice to see our band. You know, I, I think the whole rock call, rock call is a joke. I really do. But yeah, yeah. at the same time, too, it's nice to see our band get recognition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but what's super nice, too, is obviously, you know, they, they did another leg in, in North America, or at least the United States, after that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like, like a, like a, and you know what makes me? I'm sorry to interrupt you. You know what makes me mad? Um, that I was so looking forward to seeing when we were us live, or Walt. never. <laughs> yeah, rub it in my face. <laughs> I went to like, I'm not kidding. You, I think I went to like six shows on just that year, 
And Ramirez never got. And you know what's funny? It's I forget the tour toward the the city city city. So just say I went to see them in Allentown, and, and then the next night they'd be in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they were they did Ramirez. Yeah. If I went to Pittsburgh, they didn't do it. But if, then the next night at Cleveland, they did. You know. Yeah. So that's what they did in those times. Just throwing out cities there. Yeah, so no, I, uh, I, I took my buddy to uh, the Chicago show, yeah. and so I was hyping up this song, and, like, I was, you know, getting him up to speed with everything, and then John starts talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, is he, are they going to play this? And they went into it, and I, you know, as you, you know, when you hear a song you want to hear, I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was really cool. Um, but then I remember, you know, two nights later, I went and seen them in St. Paul, and Blood on Blood is my favorite song. And I had no, not heard that live before. Um, so this is what, show seven or eight? And that tour, the encore, was like, you know, one song we didn't know, and then typically, like, Wanted in Prayer. Yeah. Um, so they started doing I'll Be There For You in the, in the encore, and I was like, dang it. Like, you know, no, no Blood on Blood, you know? Yeah. And then, so I'm just expecting Wanted after that. But they went into Blood on Blood. So they did an extra song for some reason. And again, I was like hyperventilating. (laughs) And my dad was like, you have to calm down. You know, (laughs) like these people (laughs) probably think you're crazy. No, that's okay. Yeah, that was just, I'll never forget that moment. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know how you feel because when you see one of your favorite songs live, you know, it takes you to another dimension, you know, like you forget you're around thousands yeah. of other people and you're just hearing your favorite song by your favorite band live, you know, it's magical. Um, so two more things, you know, we'll talk about this house tours, some of the set list, and then I want to talk about Wembley. Uh, but we'll oh, yeah. go. So, so you know, as we were talking about, you know, the whole band's career, set lists were always different. It surprises and you know this house to, is when we really started to see the same show every night and uh, what what kind of made me sad was you know as a diehard fan i had l- wanted to see the new songs live and um and um i remember there was a cleveland's a perfect example there was a block of st- new stuff i think new year's day scars and and, and so forth Yep. And um, John had to kind of, kind of compromise with the crowd because that, that entire first half of the show, fans were ecstatic, crazy, happy. And then all of a sudden he goes into the new songs. Like everyone sent, you could tell who the diehard fans were because we were up singing along to the, the new songs. Yeah. And the general fans were just kind of sitting there and waiting for the hits to come back. And I remember at one point, right when they were. You know, in between the new songs, John was like, "Okay, let me do, let me give you two more." And then, right when they were going into "Lay Your Hands on Me," okay, nothing now, nothing more but the hits. And it was just the rest of the hits for it. But like, I was like, that that's the problem with America. America wants the hits, nothing else. And I, I understand that because if I go see another band, I want to see the songs that I know. But with me being a diehard Bon Jovi fan, I want the deep stuff. I don't care about if. The hits weren't played on that show. I want the deep stuff, you know? Well, and I, not that it frustrates me, but yeah, you know, I'll go to shows and, you know, 
one of the shows that you know we just went to, you know, some guy's screaming in my ear, "In and out of love, in and out of love," and I'm like, dude, they haven't played that, and who knows how how long. And it's like, you know, this band, you know, they tour on a album, mm-hmm. you know, they just don't go out. So, you know, and I agree, like I want to hear the new stuff, you know. Yeah. Right. I understand John has a pretty hard task to figure oh, yeah. out balance. But, you know, it's annoying when people are just, you know, they just want bad name, bad name, bad name, you know, yeah. and it's like that will be played. Don't worry. <laughs> like, but like, <laughs> and it's funny you say that because like we m- m- even general fans know that's going to get played. But it's funny because I'll go to a show once in a while and, you know, you'll see fans with signs. And I saw a fan like in the front row, I think this house tour, and she held up a sign saying, please play bad name. I'm oh, thinking, gosh. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, honey, that's, that's a waste of paper. <laughs> that's going to be the second or third sign. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. If you're going to bring a sign, throw in a deep track. You know, <laughs> don't put bad name on yeah, that I, piece of yeah, paper. I brought, I brought a sign to one show back on the because we can tour and one side said blood on blood the other side always said always you know something like that rather than yeah (laughs) but yeah um yeah so i thought that was pretty funny like honey they're gonna like uh you know in the 2022 shows um they just got done playing do what you can and the lady next to me is like what was that and i'm like this song we've been listening through the whole pandemic (laughs) and it's been pretty well known but you know yeah, they don't, you know, and I, I saw the same thing on this tour too. You know, the acoustics that was a wasted opportunity because yeah, and I and I've heard your opinion on that, and I and I agree. It was pretty. I don't know. We could obviously go way into that, but to save yeah. time. Yeah, but you know, I remember people saying, "What's you know?" The only song that people really because they did the same ones every every night. I think American Reckoning. Yep. Um, Saturday night, you know, they they got some people off of their seats, but the new song, people just sat down because they didn't know it. And no fault to the band. I mean, I was up, I was singing along, I was happy to see those songs, but the general fans yeah. didn't know. And I think what the problem is, is it's not the band's fault. It's if you look at a lot of the bands from the 80s, you know, Motley Crue, Poison, Kiss, Cinderella, all those rock bands from their era, those bands are still touring now. But they're playing their '80s songs. They're not yeah, playing. They're not. They're not touring on new stuff. Yeah. So you know, and and so the Def Leppard's having the same problem right now. Def Leppard used to do that, but right now on the stadium tour, Def Leppard's actually putting out some new songs, and I see people complaining they're like, "I don't want to hear the new stuff. I don't want to hear the old stuff." I'm like, well, it's funny that you say that because I um I I've been checking the set list because usually Def Leppard keeps it pretty similar, but they've enough. taken out they took out at least one new song for. And I think Promises or, you know, one of their more oh. known. So, yeah. which is, you know, I get it, but it's like when you've been doing it for 40 years, yeah. <laughs> like you have to do a give and take a little bit, but. Yeah. You know, just be, you know, that's the thing. Now, if you go overseas, you know, fans love the deeper stuff and they'll know this, but here in America, it's just about the hits. What did John, John's always said, Americans know the chorus and Europeans know the lyrics or the full song or something like that. Yep, exactly. And, you know, and like John's old joke, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our last yeah. topic that we both wanted to talk about was Wembley Stadium. Now, yeah, 
I know um, you went to it, and so let's back. So they've been there quite a few times. The most historic time that they were in Wembley was in 1995. And if I could go back in time and see any show, the Wembley shows would be, the 95 shows would be at those three nights. Yeah, those were incredible. And then I think in 2000, they were supposed to open the new Wembley Stadium, but then things got delayed and they ended up playing at, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name. They went to another uh, stadium and played there. But so you went during this house tour. I did. So 